On today's episode of I Didn't Say That, we went to a town hall for a presidential candidate. Yeah. And that's what we're going to talk about. So let's go. All right. So who did we go see today? We went to see Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard. And we have so much to talk about. We have we have a lot to talk about. So this is great. So let's start from the beginning. Let's start from the beginning. Where was it? Well, we we didn't start. It was at the Roundabout Diner in Portsmouth. Katie saw an ad for it. You saw an ad for it. Yeah, digital ads work, people. That that Tulsi was going to have a town hall on Seacoast Online. Town hall at the Roundabout Diner right across from the the store. Right across from the state liquor store at the Portsmouth Traffic Circle. And um, we're like 4 o'clock, New Year's Eve. We're not doing anything. Nope. Nope. So we went for a went for a little nature walk earlier um, at a state park, and then um, went to the event. And the first thing you're pulling up is you see a gigantic, gigantic eighteen wheeler uh, outside the roundabout diner. That is the Truckers for Andrew Yang truck, with a big freedom dividend, a thousand dollars. Ask me about a thousand dollars a month. How it'll change your life. The Truckers for Yang were there, and we'll get into this later. But this is the first thing. So we've got counter-programming already at the Tulsi <laughs> event from the Yang folks. Um, Classic. N- nice Mercedes-Benz van that Tulsi's traveling around in. Uh, unmarked. Unmarked. Well, it didn't yeah, have signs no campaign on the outside bus, No campaign bus, nothing like that. Uh, but absolutely packed parking situation. We parked in a... Well, we didn't get towed. So yeah, let's just we parked it. in a snowbank. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so that that worked out well. But we go in and oh, you're here for the event one. Well, everyone's got the Tulsi shirts on, and we get in and we didn't know what to expect. Earlier in the day, Katie's like, "How many people do you think are going to be there?" And I'm like, "I don't know, twenty people, twenty five people. How many people are going to show up, show to a campaign event on New Year's Eve?" And um, and it turns out fifty to sixty people did. Yeah, and the volunteers I checked us home were very nice. All very nice, sweet little old ladies. Yep, yep. It was, it was a predominantly older crowd. Um, with a few younger people yeah, sprinkled I mean, there in. There was a good number of young people there. Don't I, get me wrong. It was a, it was a mix. It's not like a Biden event. Biden's just all old, old but people. But I'm pretty sure it was all white people. I don't remember seeing anyone of a different race. There was a black campaign staffer. That doesn't count. They're paid to be there. So that kind of sets the stage for you. So, all right. So we walk in and mind you, this is the first like town hall political event I've ever been to in my whole life because I grew up in California and they never come to California because why would they ever bother? But Max is from New Hampshire. So this is old hat for him. So he's probably unfazed. So I don't really know what to expect. I do know I'm not putting my name on any mailing list because I don't need to be bombarded with that. So I make Max do that. Yep. So I'm and, on it now. That's yeah. fine. So we walk and they give us a sticker and I just hold it like, what am I going to do with this? I'm not putting mm-hmm. this on me. I'm not. I it, So I threw it on my bubble tea that I obviously brought in like the annoying person that I am. I still have my sticker. Yeah. All right. So we get in. I'm polite. We get in and um, there is a woman playing guitar and a man playing ukulele and they're singing and it's kind of Hawaiian-ish. 
I don't remember what song it was when we first walked in. And I was like, all right, this is interesting. A little Hawaiian music, maybe. But then... Because we got in at like 10 minutes after it was supposed to start. Like it was supposed to start at like 4. We got there at like 4.05, 4.10. So then Max is like, well, I'll, I'll be a, a good patron and get like a drink. So we're patronizing the diner that we're in. Okay. Then it's like 4.15, 4.20. They're still singing. And like... Not great music, folks. Like, just kind of like, okay, like, is she ever coming? Or is this a freaking, like, kumbaya concert? Like, what is going on? And then finally, the woman singing stops, and she's like, well, for anyone who wasn't here at the beginning, I'm the deputy campaign manager. Of course you are. You're also a side singer. And this is apparently your free advertisement to anybody who came to, like, I don't know, buy your CD. Okay, to be fair, she didn't hawk a CD, but y'all get what I mean. Like, why is this a concert? Yep. She sang for a solid 30, like Tulsi did not come on until 4.30. Yep. We had a little bit of time to kill. And at one point I leaned over to Katie and said, I feel like we walked into the soundtrack for the movie Juno. It was just like, it was this weird mix of like the Hawaiian music and then the This Land is Our Land and then like a weird folk song she wrote about the life of like a caterpillar wanting to be a butterfly <laughs> it was just it was just all sorts of like your standard liberal yeah you and, know protest folk music and at the end she was like we like to start off our campaign events with music because it brings people together yeah okay fine i buy that but like two songs maximum we don't need like a whole concert yeah, like, this is not to be, need to be a thirty minute affair. But look, whatever, it was nice. They had that, you know. But you know, to be to be frank, you know, you're in a little bit of trouble when you walk in and it's the girl with the short hair on the acoustic guitar <laughs> and the guy playing a ukulele. I mean, that's that's red flags might I mean, pop up. One of the highlights to me is we've only been living in New Hampshire for less than a year. And I recognized someone there. We saw a bartender from one of our favorite restaurants. And I was yep. like, y'all, yep. we actually know someone here. I yep. mean, not really, but kind of. All right. So finally, Tulsi gets introduced. First, she gets introduced by like mega volunteer Joe Schmo, who is probably 65, 66. Well, you know, well, he only got back in after consulting with his grandkids ages two and five as he told the group, which was just classic. Just classic Democrat. Right, classic. Um, oh, I had to do this. Do it. I the had world to do it. is crumbling. I had to do it for the future. What kind of world am I going to leave my grandkids? It's oh. like, okay, I got you, whatever, man. But uh, but yeah, that guy, and then Tulsi comes up and gets, you know, I guess her stump speech, Her there is no policy. She First of all, I think the biggest thing no. to note is that she didn't, discuss the specifics of policy not at all she talked for a yeah. lot about unity yep. and reaching across the aisle she had a nice little story about how when she first started in congress she had her mother make toffee her homemade toffee enough for 400 no sorry not 400 850 people yep. half of which are congressmen and women and half of which are staffers yeah so apparently mom's riding running a free side hustle for yeah. toffee out of hawaii big, big deal no that was and that then was a cute, they did wrap it a, up very nicely at the end they gave us some of it so that was a nice little thing i don't know how her mom has time for all this but apparently i thought well 
I think you're being a little cynical. I thought it was a nice story. I think it, it was hi- a nice story. I think it highlighted how I think it highlighted how simple little gestures can bring people who don't know each other together, which was basically the theme of her her speech. She also, and she spoke for only about twenty five minutes no, or so. She spoke for at least half an hour. Really? Yeah. I didn't think it. I didn't think it was too long. I don't. She never. She never droned on any subject too long. I think she. I think that it moved along very she, well. She did talk about how someone at a veteran at UNH came up to her and said that they're afraid to speak to anyone because they're Republican and they're fearful. And I was like, yeah, man, amen. Like, we all feel that. So, like, I did feel like the people there were what I would say are your level-headed Democrats. Like, sane people that you could have an actual conversation with because they have actual issues. So, so that's where I... they're not whack jobs, like like bernie and warren well so that's where i think that the yang and the tulsi supporters get along with the trump people so well is that i think one theme that we've talked about on this on this show and i don't think we're unique in pointing it out is that tulsi and yang have both diagnosed the correct problems i think that a lot of people are feeling we just don't always agree on their solutions, but I and I think because of that, we both identify the things that like tr- we truly need to focus on, truly need to fix. Like they're a little bit more nationalistic in terms of their thinking. Like we need to take care of us first. Um, I think that helps bridge the divide immediately. Like it's like okay, we agree on it, but how are we going to solve it? You know, like I think it's a little different. Where Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren truly look at anyone who believes in capitalism as the other like we need to destroy you like alexandria ocasio-cortez wants to destroy every republican in this country she does not think republicans should exist she does not think there should be opposition to her ideas she's made that extraordinarily clear tulsi and yang are not like that and i think that that's part of it so she does her stump speech for 30 minutes or so ish and then she starts taking questions from the audience and folks this when it gets good <sighs> it gets so good so first we have moonbat number one he's not a moonbat he was okay just he's like- not a moonbat but i died laughing when he asked this i can't even remember the whole phrase because it was so ridiculous it was it was your typical libertarian i read some weird thing online on uh, Friday that I got from a forum. Right. I recently read something about my, and this about is now tribal, my worldview. Tribal something or other. Yeah. It was it was insane. There was also a guy there with a Tulsi pin and a Ron Paul pin on his hat. That and, was interesting. And free Palestine. All over the place. All over the yeah. place. Okay, so we had weird tribal guy. I will note that Tulsi answered all the questions pretty well. So I'll give her that. Um, then we had the trucker. Do you want to talk about Fred the felon? Fred the felon. So Fred the felon. So I had to look this up because you know I'm just I'm just not a social media person, so I don't know all of these. She knew him. She was like things that are going. She was on. like, I know you, and he was like, Yeah, I've come to your events before. He's like basically like in love with Yang, but like he'd have a side thing with Tulsi. Like that's this dude. You know? Yep. Okay, so you looked him up. So I looked him up. 
and this is like a real thing. So he's at felon underscore Fred on Twitter. His Fred the felon. He's got the blue hat in his avatar in his in his name for Yang. He's followed by Andrew Yang. Um, this is his bio: founders of Truckers for Yang and Truckers for Yang Pack. I'm a trucker in recovery with many years clean, helping addicts and felons rebuild their lives. Hashtag TFYPAC, hashtag Truckers for Yang. His location, he's on the road. Um, he's got a pinned tweet. You can win a trip to ride with Fred for Yang Week. Yang Week in Iowa, January 5th through 11th. Um, so... I would, I would, so there was a well-known political journalist there, Dave Weigel. Dave Weigel. Was he the weird guy? He's the guy with the, the mustache. And the, no, the must, he had the, he's the chubby guy with the mustache. Oh, I missed him. He was sitting in the back corner drinking coffee. Um, he, he's got to do something on Fred. Maybe he has done something on Fred the Felon, but he's the guy that I would be like, go spend a couple days with Fred the Felon for me. Or I would give it to like, yeah, just give it to someone like that, you know, who could who could do a fun job with it. Um, I mean, libertarian politics is kind of his beat, so, um, or was his beat for a bit. Um, but yeah, Fred the Felon. So Fred the Felon asked a question about, well, he talked about, it, it was a very, very long-winded question, but it was basically about how there are hundreds of thousands of uh wives and um children who are in situations where the person who's supposed to be the man of the house the husband the father is addicted to drugs or addicted to something that's so bad it's preventing them from being the man they are supposed to be and his premise of the question was basically we have a society that's splintering apart we have kids who never have a male role model in their life to learn how to be a man. There's there's nothing like that anymore. And, you know, you end up like, like he did, I guess, as an addict or a felon or whatever. And he, this guy, you know, God bless him, got his life together, has found purpose in life, is helping other people. I mean, it sounds like it's just a hell of a story to tell. Um, and I was on the road for Andrew Yang, Druckers for Yang. Um, but that was the, the premise of the question. And it's, it's a very important question for our state, New Hampshire, because the opioid epidemic is so bad here. Um, but Tulsi answered it very well, but she answered it at the end of the day with basically what can the federal government... The federal government can't make you clean. The federal government can't make you engage with your community. The federal but government can't make you a better husband or a better, a, you know, a better dad. Or a I better was just shocked by the question in a democratic essentially forum because to me at least what's shown is that democrats hate masculinity they hate the idea of a man yeah like they want to break it down so the fact that someone was advocating for that in a forum like that and i yep. didn't hear a bunch of like sighs and eye rolls was super interesting yep yep i thought it i thought that's a that's a really good point that there is such an attack on any sort of masculinity or any sort of thought that 
you know, we need men in society and that sometimes you do need a father figure. You do need a man to, you know, like I think he used the, he's like guys never learn to change your oil anymore. You know, it's this little stuff like that. Um, but, but that you're right in some democratic circles, that would be like, well, you know, the, the, the thing is like, Everyone why are you talking should about men? Know that. Why yeah. are you talking about men? Why aren't you talking about reproductive justice for trans women? That's what I want to talk about. Why are you talking about men? That's sexist. It's, you know, it, this, it was like, yep, half the country's men. And there is a huge crisis in the male population right now with, um, our life expectancy decreasing due to drug use, due to unhealthy lifestyles. Tulsi even talked about that preventative care, like working out, having a healthy diet. She talked about that by the crazy vegan woman. <laughs> oh, we haven't this touched woman, on her yet. This woman was great. This was something that that we, I think Katie, I don't know if Katie's joked about it on the show, but we've joked about it privately so much where she's like, at some point, she's like, why can't I bring Penny everywhere? I just want to bring our dog Penny, you know, here or there or like make it a little bit easier. Like, why you know? is she so discriminated against? Why is she so discriminated against? And she's like, you know, we should start that. An animal rights group where animals should be given the same full legal rights as humans. And Kate's point <laughs> is, you know, some whack job liberals is going to be like, absolutely. Yes. She was like, this, this is, the, is the year of animal rights. Animals need have rights, too. And I was like, oh, here we go. She's been a vegan for 60 years, raised her family vegan. Yep. Oh, I don't even remember her question. It was Never so been to a doctor. Oh, no, she talked about... Uh, oh, student, student loan debt. debt. She yes. talked about student loan debt. And that was the only time where I heard Tulsi go after a competitor where she talked about how Bernie's plan was to just pay it off, but it didn't look at the structure. It doesn't get rid of the problem. Of the problem. It just yep. is a Band-Aid on top of a gushing yep. fo- like river. Just free money. Yeah. So that was good. And then um, there were also some very sub- substantive. The guy questions. who asked about the embassy. Yeah, that was, that a good was one. really good. So I'm like very well informed. There was one guy who was like, I've read your entire website and looked yep. at all the issues. And I agree with some of them and some of them I don't. And then he just wanted her to expand on healthcare. Yep. Uh, that was super interesting. Um, she, of course, had um, an answer I don't agree with, but that is to be expected. Yeah, don't agree. <laughs> well, at how least do I she put, put up Australia instead of Canada because Canada is literally killing. Well, people. how do I put this? I thought she gave the answer. I thought she gave the answer that to me scares me the least. She's like, legitimately, I'm not changing if you're going to get your health care from like a, an employer or stuff. And she even talked about this like very obscure tax that employers have to pay in order for their employees to be able to buy health insurance. Pre-tax. Pre-tax. Employers have to pay a tax in order to unlock that benefit. She's like, why would that exist? Which marks the first time I've ever heard a Democrat offended by a tax. Yeah. Um, Well, because I think she gets the point. We're we're not uh, encouraging people to get health insurance. We're just passing the tax to somebody else. Yep. And she did talk about, you know, she was she learned about this by talking with small business owners in Hampton, New Hampshire this past weekend. And then she made a point of talking about, you know, like not a community. You know, it's it's you know, that's another community. And, you know, these entrepreneurs and small business owners that, you know, the Democrat Party kind of needs to talk to and reach out to more. And, you know, you learn about things you you learn about, you know, what they're going through a lot more. And she's like, you just learn that some of this stuff is just. 
there's just a lot of costs associated with doing things and that in that we can we that the government can ease some of the pain and provide more access to people you know without having to like kill the economy um but i thought that was good and the embassy the embassy one was really good that was also the only time she ever went after trump yeah if i remember correctly and she only went after policy only went after him on policy. Did she, not personally attack him as a buffoon or anything like that. Yep. She just talked about how she supported the Iran deal because a flawed deal that delays their ability to acquire a nuclear weapon is better than was better than no deal, the status quo at the time, which Well, her phrasing was the flawed deal was better than going to war, which going she to war. felt was which she felt were the only options. I don't know why there wasn't an option C, negotiate a better deal, but yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't, but yeah, like, I'm like, okay, I don't think that that's like a fatal thing. Like, I think her, her credentials when it comes to foreign policy are, are, are stout, to say the least. There were also people thanking her for the present vote on the yeah, impeachment. Yeah, that guy, yeah, that guy who asked the healthcare question said, thank you for the present vote. I thought that was really important. Um, and that's why I'm like, these are the same... Democrats have frankly been left behind by their party. And if they don't nominate someone like a Tulsi, they'll probably lose them. And that brings us to the other question we had when we walked out. Who do these people end up voting for when Tulsi inevitably doesn't get the nomination and Warren gets it or Biden? I kind of think they're not going to vote. Um, I mean, maybe they vote for Biden. I guess he's kind of moderate. I think, buffoon. I think more of them than what you think will end up going Bernie. Really? Yeah. Why do you think that? Because I think at the end of the day, one of the things that drives these these movements is that there's something rotten in, into the system. Like the system is rotten in its core. And it's like, well. But, but Max, someone who is against impeachment on the grounds that this is terrible for our country mm -hmm. would not in good conscience vote for someone who's a socialist that literally goes against everything this country was founded on i just can't see it i'm telling you i can see it well that's sad that makes me sad so just remember once yang and tulsi go out they're probably going you know a group will go to Bernie, a group won't, you know, a group will go Bernie, a group will go Libertarian, a group won't vote, and a group will go to Trump. That's how it'll break down. That would be my guess. I don't see a lot of overlap with the Elizabeth Warren crowd. And then I think we touched on all the questions. The one at the end was just, oh, oh my God. You know, look, that's it a 14-year-old kid. It made me weep for our educational system. He was absolutely convinced that a, quote, Muslim girl who went to his music teacher was deported because she was Muslim. And that's just not correct. There's no way, 100%, can guarantee you that's not the reason. And this 14-year-old kid is just being led to believe this absolute lie. Yep. And it was, and she didn't correct him. Yeah, this kid, he was, he was a little bit of an awkward, more, he was an awkward turtle. He was an awkward turtle, and she, I mean, what are you going to do? It was, yeah, it was just sad. It was, I do think it's sad that it seemed like this kid had heard something and just believed it to be true without any research, and it was like, you got to do some critical thinking on this one, my man, you yeah. know? 
So and 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 that you know, but but and then also the person that told him this is music teacher is just spreading lies that that they that she herself did not research. So that's just an issue. But at the end, the highlight we got to we got to get a picture with her. We got to take a picture. We got to take a picture with her. We told her we were Trump supporters. We were Trump supporters. She was super cool about it. She was like super nice. We told her how much we loved her campaign and you know the we things thanked that she her for stands service. for. Thanks her for her service and. Uh, I asked her what her favorite workouts were. And what were they? High intensity interval training um, and yoga. Yeah, she said every other. So she does yeah. high intensity one day, then yoga, then Doesn't, keeps going. Not a fan of running. Not a no, runner. not a fan of running. And then we told her our New Year's resolution was to stretch more. She was she was yep. down with that. So oh, she, she was like, was she like, was like yoga. Do, do some yoga. She's like, do the yoga. So maybe we'll have to do yoga this year. At the uh, you know at the suggestion of Tulsi, but um, yeah. So that was. That's our that was our first town hall or campaign event. I don't know what to call it. Uh, we're gonna try to hit Pete on Friday. Trying to do Pete on Friday. Might try to hit Yang on Thursday. Gonna be tight. We have to I like go to our real ha- people I don't jobs. Think Yang's happening on Thursday. We might have to do Yang another time, but we'll definitely do Pete on Friday evening. Yep, and then we'll do. Um, so we'll get a podcast after that, and then Yang. We're going to track down. We're, we're going to try, try to track, track down, down Biden we're because try to track down Biden. there's no way that man can speak for more than two minutes we without see making per- a I got to see it in person. I have to I see it in person. I have to see it in person. have to see it. Because it's, it's, it's going to be bad. It's going to be so bad. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I'm not interested in seeing Warren. I'm not interested in seeing Klobuchar. We're not interested, but we'll probably make it happen. We'll try to make it happen. Uh, they have those. They have to come here. They have to come to us. We just missed Klobuchar. She was just here, like two days ago. We missed it. We got to stay more on top of it. Yep. Um. But yeah, it's so yeah. Fun. We got forty two days. To we hit have forty two days. We got forty two days. Now is the time. Now is the winter of our discontent. Um. And then hopefully we'll be able to go to a Trump rally. But man, those are hard to get into. Those are really hard to get into. Definitely harder to get into a Trump rally than it is a Tulsi Gabbard town oh, no. hall that to round diner in Portsmouth, <laughs> New Hampshire. No security whatsoever. Um, which, by the way, it's so awesome. We live in a country where like very prominent people can like just like show up and be asked some questions and we go on our way. It's great. I think it's great. I love this time of year. I think I think living in New Hampshire for this stuff is great and living for in Iowa for this stuff is great and it just allows for a really good chance for I think young people to get a civic education. It certainly led to my love for politics is living around here growing up and uh yeah, it's fun. It's 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 a fun time of year. Yeah. So So, happy new year y'all. We'll be back on Friday. We're going to be back on Friday. We're going to do a belated year in review at some point. We'll see. Maybe. Probably. Maybe Maybe tomorrow. We might never know. We might do it. Yeah, we might do it tomorrow. Yeah. We can do it tomorrow. All right. Bye, guys. See you maybe tomorrow, but definitely Friday. Yep. Maybe tomorrow. Definitely Friday.